Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. Uh, today uh, I have Daniel Grant joining us to talk uh, at the Good Luck Club about his experiences, his life, and uh, perhaps we'll get into a little bit of luck um, in that. So Daniel, maybe we uh, could kick off by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was born in London, lived in London my whole life. I'm now 40, the big four and You definitely look it. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> again. Um, and yeah, I was, I've been a personal trainer for 20 years and always, in, always uh, studying and progressing on my understanding of health and fitness um, and been in that side of things, the fi that, that field. Um, started an agency, personal training agency, uh, wrote a book, uh, done a number of things, created an app, uh, lots of things in that industry, in that area. Uh, and now coming up to 40, having two kids, my oldest is three and a half, my little boy and my little girl's nine months at the moment. Um, just feeling that e either it's my relationship with them and what uh, personal training, what kind of lifestyle that, that will help provide to my family or I've been doing personal training for 20 years and I really want to do something slightly different. Um, I've been working quite extensively on my education around marketing the last uh, three and a bit years, probably three and a half years. So, uh, and that's currently where I'm at. So I'm still personal training uh, and I still enjoy that, but I like doing less of it these days rather than 10 sessions a day, which I used to do back in the day. Um, and I then most of my working day is taken up with marketing and currently working with a few businesses and, and just starting that out really. And, and that's where I'm at with the, with the family life phase. Daniel's always a bit humble. Um, he's actually probably the best personal trainer in London. I think uh, certainly without doubt one of the most experienced personal trainers. Um, and uh, I, I find his story fascinating. And and, and part I, maybe Daniel, we could go back to you know um, your early years. You you know when you were 15 years old, something happened to you. Maybe you tell the audience a little bit about that. Well. Few things. So I got, got into my first relationship when I was 15, uh, didn't uh, we all? which lasted seven years. So I had a seven-year relationship straight off the bat. Uh, that's one thing that happened. 15, uh, also had my nose broke. Right. Is it that story? Football. You were football. I'm thinking your football uh, career. Uh, you, know, football. you were destined to be a footballer. Playing a lot of football, yeah. So yeah, I love football, still love football, still watch nearly every game. Um, I'm a Londoner, so of course I support Liverpool. Um, that's a, that's <laughs> another story. Um, but uh, was really wanted to make it in football. I was really focused on that at the time, but didn't know all the things that I knew as I learned through being a personal trainer and all the things I know now, which is now more common about you know allergies and intolerances. Uh, and you'll know about this yourself. I'm sure you'll share uh, your experiences on that at some point. But mine is I have an allergy to uh, barley, wheat and rye, which I found out through a blood test uh, about eight years ago. And it, when I was at school at 15, it wasn't the right thing. So gone off on a tangent but I, one of my things that I think halted my uh, career in football I could have gone to a certain level whether I could have made it you know all the way uh, I didn't so whether I could have if I knew this I was being poisoned because I would eat sandwiches before the game I would eat uh, you know right um, bowl of pasta with tuna um, and I got the timing right because I wasn't full up I could I could run but I felt like I was poisoned I didn't realize oh, I just need to get fitter so I think that probably led into me uh, 
going down the personal training route, like how do I get fitter? How, do I, how can I be fitter for the games? Mm. Um, but the, the real reason was I was really fit. I was training. I, you know, I, I didn't drink. I've never really drunk, apart from the last year having kids. It turned, you know, you tend to drink a little bit more if you, if you go down that road. I did. Um, so I've never really drunk. So at that age, when you start kind of experimenting, start drinking, you know, I had a lot of friends who smoked. I never got into smoking, so. I was fit, but when it comes to the games, I wasn't. I couldn't work it out. And it wasn't until later in my life, 25, I started to become aware of you know these allergies, and uh, I've gone off on a, on a football on, from the football tangent, mm. but onto a why I think that didn't work out. Um, do Do you think the food allergy thing? I mean, you didn't know it at the time at 15. You just felt like you weren't quite as active as you'd like to be. I mean, you could have been a professional footballer, but maybe this held you back. But you didn't know what you didn't know. I feel that definitely, yeah. And, and do you look back at that and think, um, I was unlucky at that point in life, or do you feel like that was uh, a good thing? Mm. It's right, I didn't know what I didn't know, and, I, and it wasn't mainstream then, so it was, there wasn't much chance. There was a, probably a tiny outside chance. And it wasn't severe enough that I was sick or ill. It was just... I just felt like I could perform better mm. and I wasn't mm. and I didn't really understand why. Um, but it is a tiny bit of a theme, now you're talking about it, if I'm being honest, you know, I always, <laughs> I always am anyway, but um, you know, the people say, oh, you, you got everything, you, when you football, you had, it was fast, I was, I, could, I was strong, I had everything, but I didn't make it. Mm. And now people say that in business, so they say, oh, you know, you're so driven, you're passionate, mm. you've got it all there. You're intelligent enough, and perhaps some people would say, "Yeah, you have been successful," mm, mm. but you know, there's levels of success. Mm. And I can't retire and not work now, so that's kind of, I suppose, what I'm gauging that on. Or even take some time off. Mm. I could have uh, the position I'm in right now. I could have a couple of months off, but I wouldn't because then the money, the backup money mm. that we have for the family, would mm. disappear. So I wouldn't do that. But I'd like to be in a position where I have, ideally, you know, a year, two years, three years, five years, or plus. Um, so that's what I'm judging success on, but that's a theme for sure. So do, do you think, I mean, it's, um, do you think there's a, a history repeated itself as a, a little bit through your life? You know, these, these kind of, I would say, lucky moments where you are a really good footballer, and I've heard from people that you were a really good footballer, and, and that, you know, but maybe because of this food allergy problem that you had, that you were a little bit unlucky, but you, didn't, you weren't aware of it, therefore you didn't quite make it. And then, you know, as your career's developed now, there's, there's a bit of a history repeating itself. You've kind of reached plateaus and do you feel like you've been lucky, unlucky in business or, you, you know, well, how do you feel about that? Uh, I would, I'd agree. There is a theme through there. And I think it's, for me, it's, I think it's a balance. I've been lucky because I, I have had a good lifestyle. I have had a good business. Um, I have had... You know, like the golden, the golden uh, numbers, kind of like ten k months, right, in a business in general, and that's kind of the first real success step you want to have. And I've had those months mm. in personal training, but that's real, quite a slog and a graph mm. um, in terms of hours, mm. and you're exchanging mm. your time mm. for money. You, you mean you've earned ten thousand pounds a month being a personal trainer, right? I mean, yeah. that would be a lot of personal trainers. Anyone listening out there is a personal trainer. That would. That would be a big number to earn every month, right? Yeah. But but what you're saying is that, that, that come come with that, let's call it luck, <laughs> for the mm. sake of it, you know, that l- large pay packet. 
comes a lot of time and energy and, and, and drains you somewhat, right? Mm -hmm. right. Deep, which, yeah, which I definitely don't want to do right now right. because of the family environment. Right. Right. You know, well, when you have kids, things, things change again, right? You've got your priorities kind of change. Yeah. yeah, so I think I've been lucky and I wouldn't say unlucky. I would say uh, not, you know, I haven't had a home run where mm. I create, like my, you know, my book took off or the agency took off or something I created mm. took off and it mm. was earning 100, 150, 200K mm. a year. Mm. Um, because the 10K months weren't every single month for a year. You know, I'd have a couple of 10K months and then it would go to maybe six or mm. five or seven and then it would fluctuate um, and then it, you know, balances out over time. But I, so I wouldn't say I've been unlucky, but I wouldn't say I've been excessively lucky mm. and had a real home run. Mm. The reason I, I, I wanted to interview you is because I, I feel like you've got a story that a lot of people can relate to. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that have worked very, very hard and you've worked very, very hard um, and, and have had success uh, defined by who, I don't know, but you know, but, yeah. but by, by traditional standards, you've earned good money, um, you, you've, you've, I guess, had a, a decent lifestyle, um, you know, you, you own a few properties, you, you, you own your own home, you know, you, 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 by, by a lot of definitions of success, you, you've kind of been successful, yet uh, I feel like, um, I mean, Daniel trains me, so I, I got to know Daniel uh, for the listeners' benefit, but I feel like there's an element of uh, dissatisfaction somehow uh, that, um, and where does that come from? You know, and, but I feel a lot of people feel that way. This is, your, your, your issue is very, is very normal. But I, I find it interesting to analyse it a little bit and you know, get, get to the truth of it. Is, you know, is, and taking, you know, of course this is a good luck podcast, but taking luck out of the equation for the minute, you know, is it that you haven't fully committed to things? Is it you, don't, you haven't worked hard enough, which I don't think it is, but I'm just interested in your opinion. You know, is it that you haven't had that lucky break? Is it that you haven't taken enough chances? Is it that you have done all those things and actually life's fine and you're just not satisfied with it for some reason? What, you know, what, 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 what is it? Yeah, it's funny you asked that question because this morning I was, went into a little conversation in my mind and it was, hold on, you've got everything you need right now. Mm. So why is there this disconnect with a sense, like a, a feeling of unhappiness? What is that? Mm. So I have these maybe you know, the listeners do as well, where we have these conversations with ourselves. And it was... Yeah, I think a lot of people have that feeling that just, they should be happy, but they're not. Yeah. And then they t someone tells them they should be happy, so they're happy for a little while, but they, you know, they do some ungrateful things, but later again, they feel unhappy, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And wh what my brain came out with in the feelings was, uh, I am happy with where I'm at. I appreciate where I'm at, grateful. And... That's background noise of my son screaming, by the way, because I'm doing a very professional podcast here uh, in my own home, and uh, my son likes to scream sometimes. He's a two, so forgive him. Sorry, Daniel, was that? That was my, I thought it was my internal frustration just coming out that I could hear it. I, think, well, I, I can actually hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your your inner voice screaming, ah, what's wrong with my life? <laughs> but it was also, yeah, why do I feel that way? Because I should be grateful, should be appreciative of where I am, appreciative. And then I think it's because... I, I do want more and it's about options so am I lucky enough to have options that everything I do in my day it's exactly what I choose to do that day not because mm. oh, I've got to go and do that mm. um, and I understand about commitment when you commit to some things it might be something you love like you want to become you want to get your golf game down to you know 
sub 10 par mm-hmm. so you, um, and then you realise you've got to go to the range mm-hmm. however many times per week mm-hmm. and you've got to play X mm-hmm. amount of games per week mm-hmm. um, and then some weeks you won't feel like that mm-hmm. so I don't think it's all just pleasure and options and freedom mm-hmm. I understand there's commitment in some of it but I'm fine with that because mm-hmm. when I really do commit to something I do and I'm, mm-hmm. but there's something in there I don't, and we've talked about this a lot I don't know the answer to that yeah, I think what you said to me before kind of struck me when you talk about like, you know, I've worked so hard, mm. I've kind of followed the rules that everyone tells you out there, you know, kind of the Gary V's of this world, like work, 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 and yet it hasn't, in your mind, hasn't happened for you in the way that you want it to happen for you. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I wonder what the learning is or how, you know, how you can help. I think a lot of people feel this way. There's mm. a lot of people working very hard out there, but they haven't made it you know, do you think it's a question of the redefining success or is it and, and maybe let's, let's say settling and being happy with what you've got or is it pushing through and, and getting where you want to be uh, and, and, and pushing yourself if working even harder is, you know, is, that, is that are they right those, those people out there that say that it's work 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 uh, to, yeah to some extent I don't think anyone who's ever made it just kind of did it lying on their back I think they had to work their uh, socks off for want of, a, of an even more intense powerful <laughs> sentence but they had to really give it some for a period of time and I don't know you see I, I have a slightly different view on it is that I actually feel like I made the most amount of money when I wasn't working as hard I think that state that's where I was just about to get to I think it's your mental and emotional your, your state of your being in that moment Mm. so if you have a conversation with someone and you're angry and it's even in the back of your mind you're not angry mm. with that person mm. but you've got this angry thing going on in the background they, f- you know, they mm. sense it Everyone, we're more sensitive than we realise most of us uh, and to have a clear I think it's good to air and do things like this have a conversation and say what is your idea of success mm. and you could share that with 5, 10, 15 mm. people mm. and they might say that's pretty crazy you're, what you've got is X, Y, Z that's successful and that might change your mindset and then you actually feel and thinking positive about your current position mm. which then gives you a different energy to go and focus on the project at mm. hand or the person you're working with so I think it goes a lot back to your state I, I just think that's a really interesting point but I, I think one, once again out there in the universe if you watch inspirational videos and stuff a lot of the time you'll hear people say you know, surround yourself with positive people surround yourself with the right people but I think what you're saying there, which I think is an insight that might be interesting for people, is if you surround yourself with people that haven't got as much as you, they may see you as successful and that can make you feel better about your life. Mm. If you surround yourself with people that are ultra-driven, ultra ultra-successful, maybe they can also leave you with a feeling that you haven't made it mm. and dissatisfied. Mm. Equally, I think dissatisfaction can also be a driver, right? I mean, if you're not quite where, where you want to be because you aspire to be... Um, like the guy next door who's got a Ferrari and you haven't that kind of you know analogy mm. um, is that a good or a bad thing I wonder though you know so t- should you follow the advice out there which I've heard again from others that say, get rid of anyone around you who's not super driven and super successful because you know if you're with a bunch of losers you'll be a loser mm. now, what do you think of those those kind of things I think that's extremely hard to do for you mean get rid of people that are losers around you yeah yeah but you, maybe we're saying the opposite. Maybe it's not a good idea to get rid of the losers around you. Maybe sometimes the losers around you can make you feel grateful that 
you know, you, you, you've got a few properties, you're quite successful, and some people can't even make their rent this month, you know, like, not that you should be around those people to give you that feeling, but, you know, you can appreciate how lucky you are compared to how hard it might be for your friend, right? Yeah, I think it's healthy psychology. So if you're sharing and talking with uh, people from different backgrounds, then that's going to give you a broader look mm. across the whole aspect of how it could be, right? So, you know, you, you shouldn't take business advice from broke people. You shouldn't mm. take money advice and investment advice mm. from broke people. Mm. That's quite sound advice, mm. but I think you should still hear them, um, but not necessarily take it on board because you can't follow what a wealthy person mm. says because they've got their own understanding and their own angle on it yeah. and it might not fit with you. It might mm. not work. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, taking that 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 point, um, advice from you know someone that has a, about money from someone that hasn't made money. I, I spent quite a lot of time in Thailand, and I, I spent a bit of time with, frankly, very poor people in in province in Thailand. And and what I found was that you can take, you can actually learn something from these people. You know, I, I I thought when I first went there, they've got no money. They're living in a shack, you know, what can they teach me? And then what they actually taught me was empathy and, you know, being grateful for what you've got. There is an element of that there, isn't there? You know, like, I don't... It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. I, I, one of the things I think about you that I, I, maybe it's just dawned on me that you, you train a lot of wealthy people. You train a lot of very successful people. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that must both be a joy, you know, but you hear their stories and it must add pressure to your life in a way. I think so. Uh, I've been aware of that a couple of times and um, I think ultimately it's a good thing because it, it uh, makes me aspire to be even more but the, pro the problem is if I start getting sad about trying to aspire about it, mm. if I'm upbeat and mm. positive about mm. trying to aspire about it then generally that energy could knock on to be a more positive outcome I think in general which is again going back to that, I think that state of mind um, you could see are you being lucky or are you being unlucky? I mm. could look at it from different mm. ways. Yeah, that's, again, that's why I wanted to interview you because I think you're, you're kind of on the line between lucky and unlucky. Mm. Um, mm. I think, you know, and, it, and it's all a matter of perspective, right? I kind of, the whole point in this luck podcast, sort of yeah. sometimes it is about perspective, right? Yeah. And I think what's interesting about you, you do jump between the two. Right? I can see you some days and you feel lucky and other days you feel unlucky, but actually nothing's really changed, right? Not much. Mm. It's yeah, especially at the moment when I'm kind of, you know, my business is, I'm not as business busy as I used to be in mm. the business that I used to do. Mm. So that feels really strange mm. to let go of mm. that business somewhat as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say I've been unlucky. I think mm. that would be incorrect and mm. disrespectful if people who haven't got as much as me mm. and some friends who I talk to say, mm. wow, you know, look what you've done. I think it would be disrespectful. So I wouldn't say I've been unlucky, but I wouldn't say I've hit. I've been really lucky and hit a home mm. run. Because mm. I, th I look at some people and I think, well, I don't think they're smarter than me. They've not put anything out or said anything that mm. seems... I don't uh, think what they've created is anything mm. better than what I've done. It. So how did they end up with that yeah. lucky break, so to speak? Right. You know, do you need one lucky break? And that takes you to a certain level. Mm. And then we kind of... So I'm hovering kind of, let's say, this level whatever that level is, <laughs> and then a lucky break could come through and now I'm, I'll just be hovering at a higher level. Mm. Uh, does that one break need to pull you up at some point? Have mm. I had a couple of those in my life? Probably, yeah. Mm. Um, with some of the people I've met and dealt with, and yeah, I have been lucky. I wouldn't say I've been unlucky for sure, but I do want more. 
In business context, what, what do you think the luckiest moment has been in your life? If you, if you look back, what do you think? Uh, well, a long-term one was uh, when I worked in Belsize Park. Just before I got that job, I, I'd, um, I left college and I was playing a lot of football and I became a football coach for Watford Football Club and I was coaching uh, in schools and for Watford Football Club with football teams in the area around Hertfordshire and in London and um, I wanted to go down that route and then I broke my arm. I broke the, the upper arm, the humerus, which isn't funny, which is the joke I've, I've loved for years. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> so I, I ended up thinking, well, it's a bit, it's a bit bitty, this coaching and where's it going to lead? So I got a job in the gym, long story short. And uh, then I was at the leisure centre, which is always a nightmare. If anyone knows, leisure centres always run badly. And I left there after a year after getting the highest I could get in that position. And I thought, right, I'll get a job in a personal training. So I did my personal training qualifications because I studied sports science at college and then I went on to get a personal training qualification. And then I ended up, long story short, too late. I did a number of interviews and ended up in Belsize Park. Mm. And I chose uh, to get a job at a gym. And I was there for um, nearly 20 years. Mm. I think it was around the 20 year mark. Um, and I think that was my lucky break because I haven't had clients who I've had for 14 years. Mm. So I think it's again, it's not a home run, it's like a spread lucky break over a yeah. long period of time. It's kind of interesting that you think your lucky break was that you broke your arm. Yeah, Some I don't know if I'd word it like that, but <laughs> it, it changed direction for yeah. it, kind of. It, mm. it changed the direction of my life a little mm. bit. Mm. But I was at a point where I was at an age uh, where I thought, okay, am I really going to mm. make it in football? Mm. Get to that age now. Mm. Um, and Ian Wright made it, I think, wasn't till 24, 26, something like that, right. and he ended up being an amazing player. But right. So I, maybe I could have gone up and could have got that lucky break. Maybe it was sticking for longer. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Well, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time today, no Daniel. Daniel Grant, personal trainer, owner of a agency, a video photography agency. Uh, thank you again for your time. Appreciate it very much. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing thank your me. story with our listeners. Thank you.